Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, welcome in another edition of Coach Speak. Good times await as we have fun every week performing the show. There's Corey Clark and Irish Fell. I'm Jeff Cameron. Ben's producing as always, and we appreciate you joining us as we have fun at Coach's expense each and every week. Or at least uh, sometimes we champion people. Lately, we've had some people do the yeah, right thing in post game. Right. We'll see what we got this week. By the way, artesiawater.com, you see it right there. How about that? Local source, local service, local story. That's all good stuff. We'll tell you more about them shortly. Ben, first up, who do we have? Who's on the list first? Hey, guys, I don't know about you all, but I love a good sequel. We saw Mac Brown last week and his uh, interesting story that he told. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe he was doing a little foreshadowing because his team went and ate the poison cheese against Virginia. They coach better than us and they play better than us. Uh, when you give up uh, 228 yards rushing and only rush for 143, usually you're not going to win the game. And uh, we had chance after chance, but I, I think you'd have to say that uh, um, we as coaches didn't prepare them very well. We've talked about the poison cheese and we ate it. Yeah, yeah, nailed it. Why even ask another question? Do you, do you think Parcells called him like that night? <laughs> what, did I, what did I tell you all those years ago in Texas, dummy? Man, I think if I were local media with Carolina, I'd be tired of the cheese nonsense. Just let's move <laughs> along here. Good Lord. he It applied at the wrong time, and then this happened. And then, although I'll give him credit, he did what every coach should do after a humiliating loss. Just walk in, own that thing, and yeah. move it along. What can right. you say at that point? They coached better than us. They played better than us. We deserve to lose. You say that, but then – he goes and basically blames it all on the players for eating the magical cheese. Mm. The, he's not saying the coaches ate the poison cheese. He's saying the players ate the poison cheese. So I feel like he's heaping all of the blame on the players for eating the hypothetical Bill Parcells cheese. I don't know. He might have, maybe some of the coaches were eating it maybe too. They, maybe he's talking about he could not yeah. help himself. Is it like, like a charcuterie board, you think? Like a bunch of different cheeses <laughs> and a big long table? Or do you think it's like just one slice of Velveeta? I, here's the thing. Here's the problem with cheese, man. If you, especially you guys who apparently like cheese more than oh, I do, yes, of course. You might even think that there's a chance that it's got rat poison in it, but you're still going to eat that cheese. And that's some what of it smells like it does. The yeah, best exactly. cheeses smell like it's poison. The more cheese. that's the problem. The smell of cheese, the better the cheese. Yeah, you can't help yourself. So Sorry, you Max. understand the Carolina is obviously a wine and cheese school. They're mm-hmm. used to a lot of different kinds of cheeses, so you can't blame the players. But they see why they see cheese boards all the time on campus. That's true. That's, that's half that. That's half what that campus is. <laughs> it's right there, you know, at the quad. Uh, yeah. What, one one thing to note I, again, though, I want to reiterate that's how it's done, coaches, for the most part. Mm. Walk in looking beleaguered, like yeah. you knew you blew it. That helps. Own it and move it along. Here, the press can't do anything with you at that point. Just say, "Look, guys, I suck tonight. Mm. I was awful." And I cost us a game. Yeah. Next. That's yeah. it. What are you going to do? That's the end of it. All right, Ben. Number two is who? I'm so glad that we did the Mac Brown last week because that set us up for success. Uh, so True. Jeff Trailer, I don't know if he watched Coach Speak. I'm imagining he does. Uh, so, hey, Coach Trailer, He was watching last week's episode, I guess, and saw Mac's poison cheese story. And then he decided he was going to implement it with UTSA. Oh, no. 112 of them. Uh, load them all up. Now we we unloaded all of them, but uh, one of my smart aleck seniors uh, loaded his back up and uh, put it up on the podium where where I speak to the kids. And 
I put my hand there and it's uh yeah, it looks like my pinky got smashed by a hammer, but it would have killed a lesser man, but I'm okay, JJ. I appreciate you asking. So he put rat traps out. Traps. Yeah. Traps with the cheese. Yeah. We've and got a problem here, guys. This is a this is a plague amongst coaches. Can we do something better than these? I mean, stop. This and is what Marty was doing. And he uh and he he's seriously like his finger got messed up in a rat trap this week from uh from uh his his motivational play. But it worked for them though. They won. They won their game. So I like that some senior player decided, screw coach, I'm gonna put this up on the dais and see if he can be dumb enough to snap his finger. <laughs> I was gonna that. say the one thing is to put it up there, but he doesn't have to grab it. Like he doesn't have to get anywhere near it. So does he not know how they work? Did he? Well, was there a piece of cheese that he was actually trying to grab because he wanted to eat it? Man, if if you are listening to this or watching this, and you've never had to set a mouse trap or a rat trap, just be thankful that you I never live have. In, Ira, you've had to set a mouse trap. You've never ever no. really. Oh yeah, I definitely have in college. Well, college, and then uh, my first apartment was well, second apartment in Thomasville. I uh, had a little rodent issue, so yeah, oh, I had to oh, set some as well. So That's when it. you're laying in bed, and all of a sudden you hear snap, man. <laughs> Any anything here? Well, when I was a little kid, we lived up in upstate New York, and we had a mouse in our house that I wanted to catch. Like I wanted to keep it. Like, as a I, pet. I thought it would be a pet. I was like, "Oh, this is awesome! We have a mouse. Let's catch the mouse." Because every cartoon has mouses: Tom and Jerry, yeah. Speedy Gonzalez. Mm. So I'm all fired up. You couldn't do Speedy Gonzalez today, by Slow the way. Poke Rodriguez. But but uh, anyway, so I wanted it. I didn't know it. Dad set a mouse trap. Oh, and guess who found it? Oh, oh. well, hey. Sad day Did for seven-year-old Ira. Speaking to child trauma. You still could have kept him as a pet. This whole thing, guys. I need a minute. Minute. Can I? Yeah. Can I come back? Hang him up on the wall. Get a grip, coaches. Leave the cheese analogies alone. This is all terrible. That's pretty cool that a coach got his uh, come up and so yeah by what? by actually hurting his hand because he sets the he he did the whole rat trap nonsense. I here's the thing. Like I I guess I don't know, man. Like you're dealing with twenty twenty two year old kids. Like I. Is this what we need? Is this is this the motivational play? Like, just words don't work? It's like, 1952. Stop doing that, yeah. guys. Let's have a real conversation. Stop yeah. using traps with cheese. I, I, this is all stupid. Somebody's going to use flypaper next. Mm, that's what, a good one. That's not a we, bad one. You know, don't get hung up on the flypaper, fellas. Yeah. You got to look at what you're, you know, what you're doing out here. You can run into the flypaper. This is ridiculous. All right, Ben, what do we got? Hey, so I guess it worked for Coach Trailer. They actually uh, beat FAU 36-10, to 10, so Ooh. Tom Herman was not happy after that. I didn't know if you guys knew that Tom Herman was at FAU I or forgot. not. I forgot. I forgot what Tom I, I, I know, and then I forget. I know I he's mean, trying to forget. Is yeah. Tom still swaying back and forth before kickoffs like he's seven? Yeah, I don't know. Is he still doing that anymore? I've been wanting to incorporate Tom, so I'm glad we finally got him on here. Something stinky a little bit there, maybe on the campus of FAU. All right, let's see it. Uh, Frank Harris, he's always been a, like a tough assignment to like, keep track of, but the defense managed to get two interceptions off of him. How would you evaluate the defense for tonight? Not good. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> There's not much in the way of the running game, and that's really kind of whenever he was successful when he was setting up the pass. But without generating much run, how much harder was it to protect the quarterback and get anything sparked on offense? He starts uh, laughing. When, when you don't block them, it, it makes doing anything on offense hard. And um, when we did, uh, in the run game, we, we didn't hit the hole right. Uh, and I'm not saying we did very often. Uh, and then when we did, we dropped passes. And so, you know, there's a comedy of errors on, on that side of the football. Uh, like I said earlier, we got hit in the mouth and, and didn't respond. And I, I, don't, I don't know a better way to say that, guys. We, we, we can break this down. I'm not trying to be a jerk. Um, and I know you got to ask your questions. Um, but the, the answers are going to be the same. We stunk. I stunk. There you go. There's the ownership you're talking about. At the very end, he finally got it in there at the yeah. end. Guys, I'm a little worried about him. Like That's a faraway psycho look on his face. Like As soon as he sat down and he stared down after that question, I'm thinking – where are, where are you right now? Are you here with us? He's This isn't going to end well for him. The thing about Tom Herman, and and we have some history going back. You talked about yeah. the swaying back to when uh, he, when he was at Houston and they beat Florida State and uh, in that bowl game. But 
he was, I mean, he was the most cocksure. I mean, he was, you know, the young, just Good kind of cocksure swashbuckler, yeah. swashbuckling yeah. coach. Mm-hmm. And uh, you thought, you know, and he gets a Texas job that doesn't go well. Now he oh. finds himself at FAU. And like you, you're right. He does look a little bit beaten down. Believe just far away gaze. But like two weeks ago, and we tried to find the clip after this game, but I don't think anybody videotaped his press conference. Or no, he didn't get asked about it because Ben wanted to find the clip. When they beat, they beat USF a couple weeks ago, like 50-something to six or something crazy, and he ran an onside kick in the last like the last minute of the game. So I'm thinking, okay, this Tom Herman's got his mojo back. Yeah, he's back. He's back. And then, and then this happened. So It's got to be tough. We saw it last week with Rich Rod at Jacksonville State. And he was he coached at a he coached at Michigan. Now this guy coached at Texas, and now he's at FAU. It's just it's got to be he's sitting there in that press conference, obviously mad about what just happened, but also like kind of reevaluating his life and his decisions and his coaching future. Like, do I want to keep doing this? I think that's all. When you talk about that faraway look, it's like, man, I just wore it by twenty eight um, to not to not uh, you know Texas A and M. Uh, or, or anybody it's in the, a, it's a different Oklahoma. Texas yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Do I want to keep doing this? Do I want to keep doing That's what it should have been. The question that somebody asked, not about two interceptions, ask if he wants to keep coaching because he didn't look well, like it. You make a good point because it's much harder for a head coach. Who's in the limelight, because if you're an assistant, look, all coaches are hired to be fired and they'll tell you that. But it's easier if you're just an assistant coach, like you were an OC somewhere, or maybe you were an analyst somewhere. Or you were you were certainly further down the totem pole. When you're a head coach who's been at Michigan and yeah. West Virginia, the way that Rich Rod was, and you're now at Jacksonville State, there's no escaping your reality that you are a miserable failure at right. every major job you've ever had. And that's how you ended up at Jacksonville State, because you couldn't be anywhere else of any significance at this point. Whereas if you're an OC or a DC, man, you'll be flipping around all every which way but Sunday and nobody – you don't have to do this. Yeah. Tom Herman sitting up there in front of the FAU crowd getting asked about getting blown out by bums with that faraway gaze waiting to hear, take a look at me now, Phil Collins. I mean, he is – this is heartbreaking. Like, he's done. It's not heartbreaking. It's Tom oh, Herman. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's not a good guy, and, so we don't, yeah. we're not worried about it. But Yeah, and both, yeah both those guys have uh, pretty fat checking accounts and savings accounts. Um but yeah, the thing about, uh, you know, I think to Corey's point about like him sitting in that room is I was on game day a few years ago. Like now yeah. I'm sitting here in this room in an auditorium in Boca Raton talking to these reporters, being asked about all these questions. And I, I, football. I did love my favorite part, though, is anytime any coach gets to the point in a press conference where like, look, man, you guys can ask me all you want. We stunk. We stink. Yeah. Yeah. This is who we are. Like, yeah. I'm not going to break down plays for you. We're bad. We're bad. He asked me about the defense. They sucked. He asked yeah. me about the offense. They sucked. <laughs> we all sucked. Do we have to keep doing this? Yeah. yeah. Can we the go? Subtle, Can we sum it up? Is that a good quote? The, the subtle, uh, I'm not saying we did it a lot. We talked about the times that they actually made a hole and the running back didn't hit the oh, hole. Oh, right. I'm not yeah. saying we did it a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, but there were a couple times. <laughs> ben, what's next? <laughs> Hey, talk about a fall from grace, guys. How about Jim Mora, who is now the coach at UConn? Uh, he was a oh. little upset. I guess a couple of his running backs quit on him during the season, so he uh, had something to say about that. Running back room and the depth at that position has been challenged in a variety of ways this season. Yeah, you're, you're, you're exactly right. It's really been challenged. You know, having uh, have two guys that, 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 uh, that quit and left, left their teammates hanging, uh, has really affected us. You know, uh, it's really unfortunate. You know, it's really unfortunate that that happened. Um, I would not have expected those two young men to to do that to their team, but they did, and that's their choice. And so we have to go on. And uh, so that put you know the onus on on Victor certainly, and it allowed Cam to kind of step up. And we've seen what what Cam's become. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, you, you say this in in a positive way. He's a he's a dog. You know, D A W G. I mean, he's got he's got that. You know, and so does we've always known Victor had that. But, uh, you know, you need more than one for sure. And really, I think you need more than two, you know, this day and age in college football with the number of plays that you're running and especially the way we like to run the ball. 
you would like to have more than one running back. I mean, I think I think that's on a team. What, You're talking about on what, an entire roster. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yes, yeah. Think yeah. about how vindictive you got to be and how angry you are that you're still throwing shade at guys that aren't even on your team. Anymore. The the disappointed. I I oh. for them to do this to their teammates. Woof. He you talk like about a, a fall house guy. He was kind of chilling like a coffee house dude. Like but a fall from grace. He was your coach. That Corey. dude coached the Falcons in the was, playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> he led them to the playoffs, and now he's at UConn. I mean, coaching football must be awesome. It must be a really fun job. Well, it's very it, literally, like it, truly, it must be. Because why is he doing that to himself? He's got all the money he needs. He coached at UCLA. He coached with the Falcons. I'm sure he got a huge buyout from UCLA. And yeah. he's coaching at UConn and putting him through that, putting himself through that. Didn't he coach? So, didn't he coach running backs just quit in the middle of the season. Yeah, he's coached multiple NFL teams. Yes, um, that's right. And yeah. uh, he's a UConn. I think they're one in five, maybe. I mean, um, UConn is perpetually one in five. Turning and, it around, Ira. He's turning it around, buddy. Two, so two of his running backs did just up and leave the team in the last month. And I looked them up because I was like, oh, okay, who they, who were they? And they were two of his top running backs. I've, I found the one kid's Twitter account, and he's only tweeted once in the last several weeks, and it was ret- retweeting a Deion Sanders tweet. So I don't know. <laughs> I'm not saying he's going to Colorado next year, but just throwing that out there. Well, he probably wants to. That doesn't mean Dion yeah. wants him if right. he was at say, UConn. Man, are we really seeking UConn running back? Yeah, I was going to say, no. I don't know if he's yeah. on the short yeah. list of who Colorado goes after. <laughs> oh, man. It is, That's a tough it, is, it says something about you as a head coach or your offensive line if running backs are just wholesale quitting the team. Yes, correct. Yeah. A duo. They got together and conspired. Yeah, and yeah. Tw- about twin it. backs. <laughs> It's a shame well, that they did that, but you know they did. It was actually it was one first and then the other. So I think like the second guy was like, "Wait a minute, I gotta wear this." Yeah, I'm, I'm taking this too. beating. No, no the no, second no. guy was like, "Wait, we can just quit. <laughs> we don't have to do this. The scholarship doesn't make us show up." All right, this all is yours, Ferguson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go get a victor. You're a dog. Hey, be a dog. Be a dog. Be a dog. I'm leaving, but be that dog that we know you are. D a w g. I didn't even know D a w g was the proper spelling for that kind of a dog. So yeah, oh, yeah cool. absolutely. A, a, the other dog is like you, you're not any good. You, yeah, you, uh, yeah, okay. the, uh, yeah. Right. When you got a dog in you, it's D a w g. That's true. Ben, good to hear. All right, guys, this is uh, the best thing ever. So, someone on Twitter compiled Jimbo Fisher. Oh, this is uh, his execution counter. So, over a hundred oh. times, I think they had to break it up into two videos because of the Twitter limit. <laughs> uh, we're not going to play all hundred unless you guys are just sick and want to see that. But uh, <laughs> let me know whenever you want to. Just give us a taste. Let's give us a taste. Let's get a good taste, though. Let's go hear this. Right there, we didn't execute. Pad had a good play. We just got to get it executed. They guys got to execute them just a little bit better. And on fourth and one, we just got to execute. We had to play. We just got to get it executed. Fundamentally better and be able to execute it. Well, adjustments is execution. You got to execute what you're doing. Ain't adjustments that need to be made. You got to gotta execute. Called a hell of a game, and we got to execute a little bit Called better. Called a hell of a game. It. And Perfect get it executed. Calls. I mean, you can make all the adjustments in the world, but if you don't execute it and come out and execute. Um, allowed you guys to get so much pressure on the quarterback. Execution. <laughs> like a great, great discipline, great execution. And you got guys that can execute. Bad execution on my part. Talent's one thing. Execution's another. Uh, what I was happy about, executed throughout the ball game. Run in, pass well. And guys execute and be able to. We just got to execute. We got and uh, what we keep executing. And, and the uh, execution on both sides of the consistent plays. You know, executing and how things were executed. You know, you're looking for overall execution. Right. Kids, greater urgency to execute and aim. Where you, where you have to really execute on okay, I think about good. one thing. Good. Right? I think we're good. So, so to give everybody a background here for those that don't follow what the work we do together, uh, we were all at the press conference when this happened after the NC State loss. The 2012. Famed, yeah, 2012. The, famed, the famed, and he talked about execution repeatedly over and over and over again. And we knew he was blaming the players. Um, but I do like that he is still consistent. The play yeah. was there, guys. The play was there. We just didn't. It's out the gate. Yeah. Guys, it's out the gate. We just one didn't inch, execute. One inch away from execute. You just got to execute that one inch and you win the game. It's yeah. Perfect calls. We, we told you A&M fans. We, we tried to tell you. You made fun of us. You said we it's sour grapes. Mm-hmm. We told you what was coming. And it has arrived at your doorstep, and uh, we do not accept your apology. That was nonsense in 2017 when you told us how dumb we were. So, no, we don't accept your apology. Wear it. Wear it. Enjoy it. Enjoy that uh, another four or five loss season with one of the worst offenses in the United States. It just doesn't execute. 
Everything's there. It's all right there if before we could just you find the kid. I mean, look at the film, folks. It's it's all there if they would just execute. There was two things, real quick. So yeah, that that 2012 press conference was so good. He said execution so many times. They inexplicably. Florida State was what were they ranked going into that three. game? Three, three in the country. There, it's kind of. I mean, it's get, getting through the season. There's a chance they're in the national championship hunt if they can, you know, just execute. not lose with a 16 nothing lead. 16-0 lead at halftime. 16-0 lead at halftime. They they lose it. And then in the press conference on Monday, yeah, he just he just all on the players, all on execution. Yeah. And we it was so bad that Paul Thomas, who used to work with us at Warchant, did a video compile. He did the same thing. He compiled all the uses of execution from that press conference, but we decided not to run it because we felt like that might be provoking Jimbo a little bit. It might be antagonistic, Ira. A little, a little bit, a little bit. Antagonistic. So we chose not to do it. And thankfully, a year later when they won the national championship. Uh, I was going to say they were still ranked three at the time yeah. when they lost that game, and they had come worlds from from where they were. Where they were. I think A uh, and M doesn't care at all about antagonizing Jimbo. These at, at this point, I it would appear uh, because they had no issues compiling week, all that. Now I think they're going to win this week, by the way, against South Carolina. But I if mean, for some reason sure. they don't, the first question should be, Coach. Now I know those were perfect plays. Why what part you? of those plays were not executed? Yeah. I want specifics. Which parts? Now, don't just give me the generalized execution. On second and seven, where you threw the pick six, what was the breakdown in execution? Who on that didn't play? execute? And yeah. and yeah. why aren't they executing, Jimbo? Yeah. What do y'all I mean, do in practice? It's been years. It's do been you, years. Where? How come they can't do it? Do you practice executing? In in practice, do you execute at all? You know what, guys? Instead of rat traps, maybe they could put little guillotines around the <laughs> campus to remind, there you to go. remind them about execution. Well, it's yeah. Texas, so it needs to be electric chairs. It needs to be fake electric right. chairs. That's it's Texas. Too. That's good, too. Oh, you could Jimbo. be like, if there's a fifth-year senior, you could be like, Jimbo Milhouse has been here for five years. Yeah. So, well, how come he can't execute? Can't execute. Can't execute. Can you not teach execution? Is that the problem? What is it about Millhouse? <laughs> right. All right, Ben, what do we got next? All I know is if you're a football fan, you have to watch South Carolina, Texas A&M this week. Perfect calls all around. Train oh, yeah, Denver. man. That is going to be amazing. Can't wait Perfect for that. calls everywhere. <laughs> uh, Dana Holgerson, him in Houston, almost knocked off Texas if it sure. wasn't for those pesky refs and their calls down the stretch. Hmm. I'd drive down and score and go for two because it was, it was, and that's what I would have done. I think we got the first down. I disagree with what they say. Um, everybody right. thinks we got the first down. Should have been first and first and eight and a half on the eight and a half. Um, I think we would. I think we would have scored. I think we would have ran horns down and went for two and won the game thirty-two thirty-one. That's that's what I think. Did you have any contact with the Big 12 about those calls on second and third down the spots? Yeah, I've had a lot of calls, <laughs> a lot of talks. You know, at the end of the day, um, <laughs> at the end of the day, the human element gets kicked in and they make decisions on spots. I thought we got the first down on second down when we threw the ball to Michael Loffin in the flat. He, he fell forward and landed on the eight and a half yard line. Uh, eight and a half to nine yard line. They spotted it on the 10, you know, and then I think Stacy, his feet were all over the nine yard line moving forward. So they disagree. They said that they've confirmed it. You know, you asked the question if it's reviewable, they were reviewing it the whole time for what they said. Okay. So guys, I don't know how many of you have seen it. I watched that. Yeah, he's, he's right. not wrong. He's right. He's 100% right. He's 100% right. And I'm surprised somebody doesn't just flip a table at some point because they absolutely screwed. I don't, they may not have scored, but they absolutely got that first down more than once. Yeah. That's crazy. Could you imagine? Like, how, how, he's pretty, calm. I wonder what's in that smoothie there. I wonder how, <laughs> how, yeah, how, good point. how Dana's kind of calming his nerves. Cause yeah, I mean, that's, that's crazy. Oh, it's it's definitely crazy. And I, when I saw it happen, I went, "Oh man, they're screwing this guy. They screwed him more than once." It's it is absolutely crazy. And it's not like the Big Twelve refs want to protect Texas. You wouldn't think. Maybe they do because maybe Texas is a playoff team. If they if they lose that game, they're not. But in the moment, I don't think that side judge is like, "Oh, this is where we screw him. This is where we screw him. Let's back <laughs> no, him up." No. But how do you look at the replay and not? 
and not say we got that wrong. It's not even close. And I know they don't. The problem with that is when it comes to spots is if they don't have a camera right on the line, yeah. they don't overturn it in just sheer common sense. If they like, he's right. The guy's legs are on the nine. He has to get to the, he has to just get inside the nine. His yeah. legs are on the nine. He's, he's leaning forward. forward. Of course, the ball is close to the eight. It's not at the nine yard line, but they didn't review it. The next fourth down was terrible. And then Tim they Brando, lost the game. I got to give Tim Brando credit, who I think was doing the play by play. He said, well, if we look at this angle. He may have it by two yards. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. Two and they don't, I, I'm also not convinced when they say they review every play that they're actually reviewing it. Well, I, I think, think that they can. It. I think what they do is they pull it up and say, "Well, we're not going to have a definitive angle, like you said, and we're not going to overturn what they said." Which sucks because Which does suck. either I that then put a camera angle on every yard line, put a camera yeah. on every yard line, or figure out a way to make an, a uh, a common sense decision without having right down the line angle. Or I mean, oh. it still seems like the, like a chip in the ball or something seems possible. You watch tennis yeah. matches, yeah, and yeah. They, the Cyclops. I mean, it nails it every time. There's no, I, there's never I, a dispute. It could be a millimeter IRA, and they get it right. Yeah. In tennis. The other preach the, IRA the, preach. The, the thing this week though was fascinating. Was there's a bunch of you know as we're uh, you know Ben and I are looking at different press conferences. A lot of coaches this week just basically told their conference to screw you, find find us. We're we're complaining. I mean, a bunch of Kirk Ferentz started his press conference by saying, "Hey, Big Ten, just please make the check. Whatever I'm, whatever I'm gonna, you're gonna find me. At least put that check to a charity. Yeah, like give it to a hospital or something. Right. I mean, there. It's Bielema went after the Big Ten refs. Obviously, Ferentz did. Um, he, Narduzzi. You know, Hogerson did. Narduzzi, Narduzzi did. The ACC Duke, refs. Wake. Yeah, there's a. It was. It's Narduzzi brought up. I mean, he's he said basically like Pitt has gotten screwed repeatedly since they've been in the league. It's uh. I, I mean, think we're reaching about, a boiling point with the officiating in college football. Well, think about what a moment that would have been for Holgerson. I mean, that Houston program that win changes the trajectory of your program. Like they got a chance to yeah. legitimately win that game. Think about their in state, the chance to recruit and do all that. I mean, that he just got absolutely bent over. And they're staying in the conference, and the other yeah. team is leaving. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if Texas makes a playoff this year, yeah, it's a windfall, obviously, and Houston's not bringing anything. But, yeah, to your point, it would have been enormous for Houston in recruiting and everything else, and they're staying in your freaking conference. So oh, well. One, there's one, guys, where we're just not going to say anything bad about Holgerson here. He's right. No, he have another one. Have another yeah. yeah, no lie. Enjoy Whatever's that smoothie. Been that smoothie. Keep enjoying that, buddy, because you got the shaft. Go ahead, Ben. Corey mentioned Pat Narduzzi. That's who's next up. He was upset with the officials in the ACC. He's had yes. it with these damn ACC refs. <laughs> this game, you guys have the most penalties, the most penalty yards in the ACC. What do you guys have to do as coaches and, as play and your players to fix it? Sometimes you feel hated on, okay, and I don't share these with you. Um, I don't share these with you uh, weekly about what goes into the ACC office, and I'm not going to get into it. I'm not going to talk about what comes back, but you know. But uh, sometimes you feel like you're, you know, it just needs to be called both ways. And sometimes you feel like it's not as a coach. I you know, I don't think our guys get emotional when they, you know, it happens to them. I mean, you go back and watch AJ Woods. I mean, you know, he's on there. It's a tiny little tug, and the guy is jamming. And supposedly, when you lock your arm out, it's supposed to be called as offensive pass interference, but it doesn't get called. So I don't know, you know. But when someone's pushing me off, I'm grabbing on, to, you know, for dear life too. So, um, and you know. You by now, You hope so, but every game's a different game on the road, and you know, different stuff is happening to you. People are stemming. I mean, you know, they got a guy. Clapping on the on the on the uh, you know we're trying to punt the ball and we clap cadence it's supposed to be a violation. We'll go back and watch their you know their linebacker forty five is clapping. There's no call. You know, you know um, I don't know why, but just you know luck of the draw, I guess. Mm, Corey, Corey, you got Corey, you got some uh, you got some stats on the. Wake well, that's Forest, just that's Wake Forest. Yeah, that's who Pitt this just is played one of the games, yeah. for the people that didn't uh, watch. So the last two game, the last two conference games that they, that Wake has played at home, the only two this year, they've been uh, they've been flagged six times. Jeff, Wake Forest has for fifty one yards, six for fifty one. Their two opponents, twenty seven for two forty three. 
you know. That's the difference. Now, they lost one of them to Georgia Tech, even though Georgia Tech had 14 penalties for 140 yards. They still Buckle up, Florida State fans. Buckle buddy, up. You, we know it anyway. Anytime you go into Wake, you have no yeah. idea what's going to happen in that stadium. <laughs> it's weird that they're like the protected football uh, team. NC State to a lesser degree, but Wake Forest is just like, you know going in you're going to get whistled or so, flagged for eight to ten penalties. And I don't want to blame this for why Florida State ended up being on the wrong end of a pretty lopsided game. I mean, go all the way back, though, when we were that, – that, the, the punt situation and then the uh, hit supposedly out of bounds the last time they were right. up at Wake. Oh, yeah. That began the onslaught, man. Yeah. It was yeah. – because that was third down. You're off Yeah, the you'd actually got to stop. Back. No, you're yeah. right. There was a – yeah, there was a – People that a lot of people that are watching this don't have any idea, but yeah, Ooh. during Florida State's lost to Wake Forest, there's a play. Florida State gets a third down stop. Yes, the DB hits a guy right on the line. An official that literally, if you watch it from any angle I you he want, came out of the stands. There's no chance in the world he ha- he saw that play. He yeah. could not have where everybody was and where he was. He could not have seen it. But no. man, that flag comes flying in from 30 yards away, and they go down and score, and yeah. it's just the onslaught. Yeah, man, it that was awful. Now they got blown out, so a lot of people ignored that play. But I'm telling you, these yeah. things matter. They, they if you get the ball back there and go down and score, it's probably not going to be the way that it ends up. It's nuts. Yeah. So Narduzzi- also, Narduzzi's team did uh, earn, I thought, those two personal foul on sportsman. After they intercepted the pass, they could have won them the game. They get two personal fouls right afterwards on unsportsmanlike. And instead of having the ball at their 40, they have it at their 10. And then they have to punt from their own end zone because the quarterback didn't know to dive for it instead of slide. And then Wake Forest scores with seven seconds left. Now, he 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 acknowledges like he, the kid shouldn't have picked somebody off the pile. But like he said, his kid got bumped and then he responded. Did you see the full thing? I didn't see. No, the I thing. saw his guy. After the interception, the Wake guy has the, uh, the pit DB like wrapped up and tackled. Right. And then the pit safety comes over, grabs them and yanks them off. Right. Like he, it's a pile. I mean, that I think was they're, just... they're copping to that one. Oh, okay. All right. But then okay. there was a second one that is, is, you know, again, 15 yards is one thing, 30 yards. I yeah, know. that's tough. That's tough. Change the game. Change the game. But hey, that happens at Wake. You got to know that going in. Narducci's a good coach. His teams in the past have been disciplined. I tend to side with him. Oh, well, really, I tend to side with any coach over the ACC. So, you know, there we go. I mean, we I, gotta, I, I was just going to, I was going to do, you know, Corey wants me to remind you about Artesia water every week. So I was doing my part. It'd be cool if we didn't have to Ira, but that's no, just no. a lot. We live. I always know the exact spot we're in, in the show. Yeah. I time it. It's based on sure. field guys. I've been doing <laughs> this a long time. People. You guys got to let me eat. I'll be honest, Jeff. There. You're not executing at all when it comes to this Artesia <laughs> water. Reed. I'm just saying. I'm throwing that out there. Yes, I'm not going to forget about it. It's plastered across your screen the whole time we're on here. It's right there. It's easyawater.com. I've got the water service. Ira's got the water service. I do too. Corey's got, you got the it? water service. I got it. Let's it, go. It, and yeah. you're right. It is. Uh, it's crazy. It's crazy cold. It's the. Yeah. I don't think I've ever had ever water drink. cold. Yeah, I've been in Alaska and the water wasn't this cold. Sweet it's, Jesus. It's insane. It's awesome. It's really cool to have that because. My refrigerator stopped producing water, so I couldn't go get my. You know, you you put your cup in under the in the fridge, and you, you know get how to get water from the. You, you guys, you guys have seen one of those fridges. Yeah, yeah. they're new, but yeah. some of these fridges <laughs> these days, you can get water and ice from the from the freezer yeah. part of it just yeah. by pushing your cup. Corey, against they've the been doing button. that for thirty five years. Yeah, <laughs> it, cool. new one. It's just new technology. I don't know yeah. if it's made it to where you live out so, there. You don't Wait have to worry about any of this. The Artesia water, yeah. folks. Could you could you locally source? Hold on, Jeff. Hold on, Jeff. Could you clarify this again, Corey? You're, you're telling me people right. walk up to the refrigerator yeah, yeah. and just hold out a cup. And yeah, water hey, can you believe ice? it? It's like the Jetsons. It's yeah. like we're living in the Jetsons all of a sudden. But yeah, Pretty people do that. Cars. Yeah, people do that, but yeah. I don't have to anymore. Number one, I couldn't, so I was having to drink tap water. Well, that's done. Yeah. Now I got uh, now I got that big old jug hanging down with the coldest water on earth. And here's the good news, Corey. They're going to come and take your empty jugs and replace them awesome? with full jugs. So they gave me four jugs, the and then when service. I'm done with that, they they recycle and bring me more. Yeah, that's awesome. It really is. Like I absolutely need it, and I drink more water than anybody I know. So this is perfect. Other pe- some other people probably knew that you could get water in your house uh, mm-hmm. before you did, Corey. But we're telling you, if you live in North Florida, uh, over to Madison and Perry, across to the Panhandle, yeah. into South Alabama, South Georgia. Go to artesiawater.com, A-R-T-E-Z-I-A, water.com. 
There's a pull down menu where you can uh, enter information to request a quote or information about getting in your home or your office or your whatever facility you want. And uh, if you mention Coach Peak, they'll give you your first month service free. Nice. Like these guys, and it's so easy, right? I mean, the cooler just shows up. It was there. They they will install for you, but you don't. Need, if the three of us Corey can install it by ourselves. Mine was installed. He asked Corey. if I wanted it installed. Yeah. Well, I wasn't there. I let him in. The, I told him to go in. Installed anyhow. He wouldn't have figured out how to plug it in. <laughs> no, I would still be drinking out of the faucet. Yeah. <laughs> He'd be holding up the five gallon. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, hold it that way. Football practice back in the day. Yeah. Artesiawater.com. Artesia with a Z. A R T E Z I A Water.com. Ben, next. What do we got? Hey, so we mentioned Kirk Ferentz, Iowa head coach. Uh, they had a heartbreaking loss. Uh, the punt return touchdown, that was a legal fair catch signal. Uh, obviously, he was asked about that. There's uh, several minutes of him discussing that. But he was later asked about his abysmal offense, and uh, he defended it yet again, guys. Oh, this, no. is, this is crazy. With Deacon, who is 6 for 21 a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. 6 for 14, now yep. 10 of 28. Yep. Um, how much or you've shown a reluctance to go to Joe before? Yeah, so on, on that topic, I'll just say this. Okay, for 25 years, we watch guys in practice. We evaluate what they do in practice. And then moving forward, and then, yeah, certainly game performance is a big part of it. But, uh, you know, if, it, if it's close, neck and neck, that type of thing, then you rotate guys in and take a look at them. But, uh, you know, I don't think we're insane. Like, you know, you, you go with what you see in practice and, and – uh, I think try to insane. make the best decisions at all positions, not just quarterback. Obviously, quarterback's the one that attracts the attention. But uh, I mean, I'm just standing here right now, and we'll, we'll see what next week brings. But I'm trying to think in the history since I've been here, how many, how many, you know, we had it no whatever it would have been eight back and forth, you know, with two guys. Then CJ and uh, Jake went back and forth a little bit. But typically, you know, there's a clear one, a clear two. And it's not, I'm not saying that in a demeaning way to the guys, too, but it's just not at all. It's what it is. And um, you kind of go with it from there. So we, I think they've, I think they're the media that cover Iowa now have just given up on asking the questions about his son. Oh, yeah. So now they're like, have you thought about maybe changing your quarterback who completes like 12% of his passes? So. The funniest part about all this is that after that game, the most of the attention is, of course, on the egregious call from the Big Ten refs. Yet the whole time I'm thinking, why are you in that position trailing by two at home yeah. with a minute to play against sorry-ass Minnesota? You've allowed 12 points. points. You've yeah. allowed 12 points and you're losing the game. Yeah. And <laughs> the only way you have a chance to score is a punt return. Because you have the worst return. It's a yeah, guy it's great. What did he do on the sideline and tightroping just to score? That's sheer desperation to find the end zone. They see it so infrequently. It's unreal. So they are 130th out of 130 teams in total offense. They average 230 yards per game. Yeah. I, it, it, you you say yes and like yeah we know they're bad. This is. Iowa. catastrophic yeah. it, it, you have the best defense in the united maybe the best defense we've ever seen to still be a good team yeah. with the worst offense in football and it's i mean can you imagine being an iowa fan you love the dad the dad has made iowa football semi-relevant for the last 10 years they're a good program yeah but his son is the worst oc that has ever breathed oxygen and you still allow him to do this to your program well, that's why they have the clause, and they are fast tracked towards the firing, my friend, because well, this has not gotten better. Dude, he did. So, towards the end of the press conference, somebody did ask him um, about the clause. Like, coach, this is not helping your son's clause. The clause. He's got to score 25 points a game. And Kirk's like, look, we're not worried about that. We're just worried about winning. We're not, and hey, if we had gotten that pump return, that pump return had counted, we would have been closer. But you should have played that clip. That would have been awesome. But also, they're averaging 19 and a half points per game, Jeff, right now. Yes. They got to get to 25. 25 yeah. a game. But also, I'm pretty sure that's offensive points. I don't oh. think you get credit for like a, a defensive <laughs> touchdown. Well, they're Apparently, in trouble. according to Coach Ferenc, you do, because he was lamenting that that punt return. Well, didn't if count. that's the case, then what was the point of the clause? They could beat people 21 to nothing all year long with that defense. Good Lord. <laughs> I, do, I do like the uh, that specific question was about the quarterback. Again, like, hey, man, any chance you're going to change quarterbacks? I don't think we're and insane is a good line. That That's a good line. And it's always, the, that's like the age old thing that's always, yeah. you know, tough coaches are like, hey, we're at practice. So we, yeah. we see him at practice. But the great part about it is he's like, look, 
it's not close. Like number two is not even close to this guy who stinks. Awful. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. I don't mean to disrespect him. He's like, yeah. I don't mean right. to <laughs> If you think this kid's terrible, you should see his backup. Yeah. I mean, my God. You've never seen I don't know how this kid ever got here. Yeah. How did we sign him? I mean, yeah. Why did we bring this kid in? He's a bum. <laughs> Stop asking me about that bum. Yeah, he's terrible. He can't play. He can't play. Just like anybody that we ever put on that side of the ball ever can't play. We'll have a tight end and we'll have a center. Oh, yeah. But other than that, we oh, got well, nobody. They have a great offensive line every year. Yeah. What does it matter? What does it matter? It doesn't. Ben, next. Hey, we've got two more guys. Uh, next up is PG, PJ Fleck, who mm-hmm. uh, beat Kirk Ferentz and He's Iowa. It's a two-parter. I know you guys like your two-part mm-hmm. questions in the press conferences. So uh, we'll start with this one to start things off. What do you look, look to uh, see improvements when it comes to coverage units? Well, the, the the last play, you guys haven't even asked me about that yet. Someone going to ask me about that? No, your plan is not to ask me about that. Well, we talked about post-game, so. Oh, yeah, but I got a chance to watch some film. All right, so what's your question? No, no, well, well, let's I'll, – I'll, I'll, I'll talk about coverage all you want. Let's just ben, talk, can you pause for a second? minutes I got left? Let's talk about some coverage. Have you ever seen a coach that thirsty to talk about anything – I mean, my God. Yeah, he really has a he has an answer all lined up. He is fired up. Yeah. Because what happened, yeah, after the game, Ferentz went off this long thing about how it was a terrible call. And then Ferentz, again, in his press conference, uh, did double down on, the, on two days later. And, uh, yeah, uh, PJ wants to retort. Well, and I get it, right? Like, and in in the reporters should be, like, asking him about Ferentz's response. Because in the postgame – you don't know what they've said because you're in another room. You don't know what the Iowa coaches said, and then you get them two days later. Just kind of letting everybody know how it goes. So you do want to get his reaction to Kirk Ferentz's reaction, I would think. But, you know, they didn't. It's, it's, it's coming. It's going to All right, come. good, yeah. good, good. Now let's talk coverage. So the co- <laughs> we'll get there. But the- uh, after reviewing the film of that, uh, you know, uh, Look at smile. <laughs> <laughs> Any other f- further thoughts on it? Well, there's nothing controversial about it. Nothing controversial. Offsides is offsides. False start's a false start. A hold is a hold. Invalid fair catch signal is an invalid fair catch signal. Now, the way the rule states is invalid fair catch, so everybody thinks it's above your shoulder and it has to look like a fair catch. That's not part of the rule. The other part of the rule that was implemented years ago is the poison rule. When you poison or peter any call, you cannot advance that ball. You can point to a ball. That's fine. With one hand, you can't shoo away people at all. You can't do that. We got called for that weeks ago, if you remember. We shooed people away from the ball, caught it, wanted to return it, and it was blown dead. The only thing that should have happened, right, and I'm not a referee, nor am I blaming anyone, is it should have been just blown dead right there. Don't even let anybody. that play happen because it doesn't exist. The play doesn't even exist because it's a poison and a Peter call, and it's a dead ball. No controversy about it. That's the most normal PJ Fleck has ever been. <clears throat> yeah, he, well, he won. He's he's going to get a little weird in part two, but oh, there's yeah, another part. Okay, well, the part two is about a different topic. But yeah, no, I th- I agree with you. I thought, um, I you know, and I I've always been a little bit fuzzy on that because we've had we've covered a couple of games where yeah. there's been a controversial, um, you know, decision about a punt return, whether or not it's fair catch or not, and all that. It's interesting to, I mean, I don't know if I've. I don't know, man. That's like uh, that. That I don't know. We don't cover the Big Ten, so I don't know how much hostility is already there between P- either PJ Fleck and France or Iowa and Minnesota or whatever. But it seems like, man, there's there's some stuff brewing uh, in there. Well, man, the- that's for the Floyd or Rosedale. They got this is a war out there. That yeah. Iron Pig is at stake. Oh, they play for an Iron Pig. They play for a big Iron Pig. It's a oh, big dude, man. Do. And then also, I will just say this: it's a stupid rule, but he's not wrong. That is mm-hmm. the rule. That is the rule. And and I actually, the only reason I know that is I went and looked it up right afterwards because I thought, well, that can't be right. But it is right. The, the refs, as ugly as it is, actually made the right call. They did. So, so once they, once a punt return guy starts shooting guys away, you can't That's return it. it. Shut it down. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's um, dumb. And he does it more than once if you watch it. Now, well, that's well. What's funny about that, and that's what's funny about that whole thing, is where Ferenc comes off is very disingenuous. And look, man, he's in desperate straits. He's probably just save, trying to save his his son's job. But good luck. 
the kid has got the one hand, he's got like the one arm like pointing at the ball, which is fine. But then the other arm is he's running. He's like doing the, you know, that motion, which is the problem. But Ferenc says, oh, he's just trying to keep his balance. He's like, (laughs) that's what he said. He goes, he's just running. When you run, you move your arms. Yeah, like he's a Walinda. He's a Walinda trying, oh, God, I don't want to fall into the Great Canyon. He's about to fall off that tightrope, Corey. He can die. Yeah, well, he's an Iowa uh, skill guy, so maybe they can't run straight without having to do this. Maybe maybe his son's told all the receivers that's how you have to run. And And that's why they can't get open. Yeah, that's why they can't get open. So anyway, Kirk lost me there. Keep it rolling, Ben. So yeah, this is part two. Of course, PJ had to get a nice uh, PJ Fleck analogy in. Uh-oh. Oh, man, no. <laughs> Don't cite 9-11 about this punt return. Today, still, still not letting it go. He's trying to say, well, the kid's trying to keep his balance. I mean, does that play into it? I don't want to <laughs> beat you for that. But... Uh, no, you. I mean, we still had to go play football. That play did not exist, right? So you still had to go play football. Next play, our players respond. We have a sack. Then we have an interception. You know, you get pulled over for speeding. Do I know why I pulled you over? No. Well, you're going 25 miles over the speed limit. Well, I was just keeping up with the flow of traffic. I mean, we still had to make plays. What? We still had to go make plays. Okay, okay. Now, now, now I see it. Yeah. No, now, now you see. Don't act like you don't understand that analogy. It's well, that perfect. makes it crystal clear. Yeah, yeah. It crystallized it for all everybody to see. Yeah. You know how you know how when somebody gets an illegal punt return, and then you go get a sack on the next play. It's a that, bit that's like drive. That's like getting pulled over, and you don't know why you got caught speed. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm tired of having to explain his analogies <laughs> to you, as so if they don't I, make sense. From here on out, if he would embrace this and make up nonsensical <laughs> analogies the rest of the way, it, it would, would be, be incredible. incredible. What an incredible thing! Like yeah. after the game, let's say they beat somebody nine to six in truly Minnesota fashion. And he'd right. be like, you know what that's like? That's like that time I went swimming. Mm. <laughs> I remember it was a lake. It was yeah. a Tuesday and it was August. And, you know, we've all gone swimming before, but it was warm and we swam for hours. Yeah, it, yeah, it didn't have a life preserver either. It was it was nuts. So you guys it, get it, right? Yeah, you guys get what we're saying. You guys get what we're saying. It's swimming <laughs> without a life preserver and three feet of water. Thing. Just talk it about anything. It's like it's a little bit like when you buy socks. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. You know, some are some are longer than others, but in the pack they're the or, same size. Or yeah. or when you you always lose that one sock. Where did it go? Where it's in it my go? house. Yeah. yeah. Then it I turns into a Seinfeld. It turns into oh, a Jerry yeah. Seinfeld skin. What's well, the, the deal with socks? Yeah. But the beautiful thing about PJ Fleck is every weekend it would be awesome. The beautiful right? thing about PJ Fleck is, as you said before in the earlier segment, that's the most normal he's ever sounded. Yeah. Yeah. Then he flipped it. Yeah, and then he comes up with this. You had us. You had us. Stop talking. And then you come up with driving and a speeding ticket and flow of traffic with the <laughs> what? Still, hey, hey, you still got to make plays, Jeff. Still I do make love. Plays. I do love that that part of the front. That part of the that is the great ribbon on that game, though. So Iowa gets their punt return. They're desperately called back, and it's not going to happen. Okay, now you got to play offense. I think they still had like ninety seconds, and you only need a field goal. Sack and a pick. Sack yeah. interception. <laughs> Good night. Perfect. Iowa football. Iowa offensive thing ever. <laughs> 11 guys running around like this. Yeah. Can't keep their balance. Like this, and there's a sack. Yeah. And don't worry, it wouldn't have been better with that backup in there. I promise you that. <laughs> nope. He'd have thrown it to he'd have thrown it backwards. No ch- no chance. That dude's three feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> He's blind in one eye. Yeah. Oh man. And I think we're good, right? Or last one. We got one more. We had to save the best for last. This is Dabo after the Miami loss. Dabo, my guy's going through it. Yeah, he is. The Miami, uh, hard-fought win. And, uh, and hey, ebbs and flows in the game on both sides. And, uh, you know, they, they found a way to win, and uh, we found a way not to win. Uh, so, just an unbelievably disappointing game. Um you know, you, you got to just, you know, what, what we want, we have to deserve. And uh, we, we, we didn't deserve what we wanted. We obviously wanted to win and we didn't deserve it. Um, you know, we deserved exactly what we got. Um, because when you, when you, you know, turn, oh, no. when you turn, when you turn the ball over, uh, <laughs> the way, the way we're turning the ball over. And then the camera zooms in on the mic. <laughs> we turn the ball over the way we turn the ball over. Oh, he knocked uh, everything down. It's hard to win. I mean, 
just to be clear, that, that was an RPO on the last play. No, it was a handoff. 100%. So we had handoff. Just pulled it. I got no answer. You know, I mean, <laughs> just trying to do too much. You know, and uh, so no RPO is a, it's a give. And we just didn't do it. So some coaches have employed sports psychiatrists. Have you ever done that? Oh, we got him. We got him. He's probably he's probably on suicide watch right now. Uh, yeah, yeah. We 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 got him. we got him. Uh, oh no. Yeah, he had to. I think he issued an apology the next apology day. Apology for, for that. I knew that was coming. Uh, can I just tell you, he is very very close to slapping that mic off the wall. <laughs> yeah. Like when he put it back up, you can, Corey. We've been it's real I've, close. Uh, I, it's close. I've seen that. I've been that kind of angry. I've seen that before. There he is this close to just being like, you know what? It's just yeah, when he mouth. tries to put it back on the podium and it kind of fumbles again, he's like, you know what? Go. And then just he is that it. close. Go, yeah. Everybody go back and watch him readjust yeah. that mic. Yeah. He wants to he throw it through the wall. He's a second away from throwing that thing. And if he had been talking about the handoff. Yeah. Or non handoff as he was fumbling with the mic, oh, he might have broken it in half and, yeah, and thrown both of them up against the, the, the maddest my dad ever got at me. Well, maybe one of the top five times he was most mad at me. I had made him, I left a bunch of homework papers and stuff on the table in our in our dining room, and he was trying to find something, he couldn't find it. And he's like, It's probably in those papers. And he goes over and he starts and he's fumbling through the papers, and then he just takes all of my stuff and just throws it on the <laughs> he's so mad. And, and he's like, Clean this crap up. And I'm like, it wasn't there two seconds ago. Like you, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's more mad at me because now the mess is on the floor. Anyway, yeah, I've, that's I've, that's I can feel that in Dabo. You, uh, I'm gonna watch that again when we're done. It's, <laughs> I mean, I've been there. It is that close, man. And anybody who's a parent watching that has been in that moment where you're telling your kids something and they don't listen, and then you tell them again and they don't listen. And like that third time, you're like, you know what? We're getting real close here. About- <laughs> yeah, well, and, and usually when a coach is asked about – because he handled it better when Klubnik made the wrong decision against Florida State on the right. in the overtime by throwing it on third and an inch yeah. and then losing a yard and a half. Yeah, this there was one, some, he's like, some he's compassion like, the first time. Yeah, he's like, maybe we got to coach him better. He's yeah. got to know. we got to tell him. You just Really, they the told him you've got to give when we tell you to give. And then this one, he's like, he's not protecting him at all. He's like, nope. You're gonna wear this, kid. It was a handoff to a. Last time I checked, a pretty good running back. Yeah, we got yeah. a pretty good running back that's pretty hard to tackle. He might get a yard, but instead we got our freshman quarterback, lolly dolly dolly, picking and trying to beat that kid to the edge. <laughs> he could run from now until the end of time, and he's and not, not finding that. that he's edge. not turning the corner. He should have turned I, back the other way. <laughs> I think maybe at some point the other kid would have got bored. We're distracted. Yeah, he's just chasing them for a mile and a half. Yeah. We've all yeah. been matched up against somebody who's physically superior to us. Oh, and yeah. it, it's one thing to deal with that. It's another when they toy with you, like a cat does a mouse. Yeah, just kind like, of pushing them every now and again. sideways, that dude could be like, where are you going? Where, where are you going? going? Yeah, yeah, where are you see? <laughs> hey, you gonna, have you, you turned the corner back? yet? Have you <laughs> turned the corner? Did you hey. get the ball to Shipley? You want to try to cut back now? You wanna, go ahead, go you, ahead, buddy. What you got? What you got? <laughs> you got nothing. It's just awful. He could have. He could have just not even tackled him out of bounds. Yeah. Just like just stood in front of him. Oh like, yeah, just kind of guarding him like he's got. Go up in the stands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Dabo Dabo was quite upset uh, with good reason, but his team played horribly for oh. the first fi- sixty minutes too. It wasn't everybody just watching one play. coach speak. Be on the lookout. We're close to a moment, either a pounding of the dais, a throwing of papers, a knocking. It's it, We're close. Mm. One more Clemson loss, guys. We may get it. We may get it. Hey, Ben, great job. For Corey and Ira, I'm Jeff. Don't forget, artesiawater.com. They're the best of the best. And that water is cold. Cold. Very it's cold. Tasty. Cold. Tasty. Very, very tasty, good. too, yeah. Very, very good. Until next time, be well, everybody.